Good evening, Christ Church. Let us pray. Father God, I want to say thank you this evening for giving me the opportunity to come and talk. I ask that, Lord, you silence every voice that is not yours and let me bring forth what comes from you. In Jesus' name I pray. I'm called Dugira Sande, as most of you have known. I come from a family of six, a very humble, humble family of six, four boys and two girls. My parents were teachers. They served both in, and they served the government and church. I watched them work so hard to see that we go to school and through their hard work, they were able to take all of us through school and all of us are graduates. I'm happy for my parents because in Uganda, most cultures do not take girl child education seriously, but my parents did not use their cultural eyes, they removed the lens of the tradition of their eyes and treated me and my sister equally with the boys. That is one reason that has made me who I am today. Um, I have three children. Aaron is 14, Cyrus is 12, and the little girl Helen, who is named after mom. When I say mom, I'm talking about Helen. When I said dad, I'm talking about Gary. She is five. She turned five actually in June when I was here. What do I do? I work with Nebi Dalses as head of women department. Women department ministers to all categories of women in the church and basically, the focus in that department is on family life. Teaching families to raise their children in the way of the church. I was employed in 2010 as the principal of Women's Vocational Training Center, which I think all of you are familiar with. This center was built with support and funds, 100% funds from this diocese. It was built to help the girls, looking at the girls, most of them are illiterate. Actually, as Alia said, 95% of our women are illiterate. So the vision was to build this center to train girls with skills, and so we offer training in hairdressing and catering and then tailoring. Most of our girls drop out of school for many reasons. Others because of school fees, others sicknesses, others reasons not known, or maybe because they don't have people that motivate them at home. They are born to parents who never went to school. So and then culture, 
Others are forced to get married early so that their dowry is brought to support the family. Others get pregnant along the way. So we have high rate of school dropouts. So this particular center trains girls so that they can learn skills and be helpful in their own homes. Besides that work, in 2016, when Bishop Alphonse appointed me to head the women department, I was already working with Threads of Blessing. Mom asked me to be their feet in Uganda and support with the ministry. This ministry started with 30 women in Navy Diocese, and it has spread through the province of Church of Uganda. We now have it in 13 dioceses. From 30 women, we now have 650 women that the ministry is supporting. And we have quite a number of activities that we do. We encourage them to meet in their groups weekly or monthly, depending on what the groups agree on. And we encourage them to pray, share the scripture, and counsel one another. As most of them like, have issues, very different problems that they are going through, so when they meet, they share and pray for one another, which has really helped them a lot. Like earlier I said, most of our women are illiterate. That means they are poor, they are peasants, they depend on farming. So Threads of Blessing has really helped a lot to support these women. A hundred percent of their proceeds go to their pocket. We don't take any part of that money away from them. So they use this money to pay school fees for their children. Others have put it into business. Others are into rearing, improving their homes by from a grass house building a semi-permanent house with iron sheets. And the list is endless. That is the ministry Threads of Blessing is doing. And we have annual conference every year, and the team from here comes to Uganda. We bring 250 women every year for that conference. And with your generosity, they are transported to and fro. They are fed all through the conference. During the conference, there are a couple of activities that we do. We begin our daily programs with worship in the morning, Bible exposition, and we encourage them to give testimonies. We incorporate health in, the, in our programs because most of our people have health issues they are not even aware of. So we make sure every year we have at least something, some topic about a particular health issue that affects our women. We have revolving fund project in the diocese that has been supported by the diocese of West Texas 
This helps us give loan to the women who engage in business and return with little profit to the church. And so we have realized that most of them are illiterate and can't keep records of their business. They can't read the Bible by themselves. So it has always been our prayers to introduce adult literacy for the women. And this prayer has been answered as I speak now. World Mission, uh, Director World Mission has told me they are going to help support us, facilitate adult literacy for the women in my diocese. One reason is that most of our women can't read the prescription for their children. Some of them have either overdosed or underdosed their children because they don't read. So that is one other area that we are focusing on right now. Besides this, I'm pursuing my master's in public administration and management, and my research is focusing on the girl child. The government has tried to like offer free secondary education, free primary education, but our girls continue to drop out of school, so that gives me the basis for my research. I want to find out why they keep dropping out even when there is free education. I have been here, today is 12th August. I arrived here on 12th March. It's exactly five months today. Actually, when I received the message that Patrick asked me to talk today, I was like, okay. I think this is one of the reasons why my flights have been canceled three times. <laughs> I didn't see this coming, but that is what I concluded after that message. It has not been an easy time for me. I must say, naturally, as a mother, at some point I would get worried about my children. And I wouldn't want mom and dad to notice that I was worried because it would affect them. So each time I felt like that, I would go to my room and kneel down. If it means crying, I would cry, wipe my tears, pray, and then that still quiet voice that kept saying, be still, would always come. I know that I'm God, kept keeping me calm. So, Many of us are faced with different challenges in our lives. What happens when you're faced with a challenge like I found myself in, being away from my family during this season? Who do you run to? Who do you call upon? This is a time that most people lose hope in God. Most people begin to say God is not there. God does not exist. They complain, they grumble, and lose track. But in Hebrews 12, verse 2, 
The Lord is urging us to fix our eyes on him as the author and finisher of our faith. And all this time, I've been looking up to God. Whenever that question would come, why are all these things happening? I think God is up to something. I would just tell myself, okay, since he wants to do something, let his will be done. All I would do is submit to his will. Coming to sidewalk Saturday, every Saturday, really helped me a lot. Because I've been a very busy person back home. When I have programs, I move to 36 parishes to finish all my programs. By the time I'm home, I, I can't explain myself. So I was not imagining myself sitting home and doing nothing, apart from the embroidery work, which I can't do the whole day. So Sidewalk Saturday helped me a lot. Thank you, Justine, and all the friends that I've met on Saturdays. I've seen you practice love. God commands us to love. Love our neighbors as ourselves. I've seen this practically done in this church. I've seen people come to, to get food, grocery, and going back with faith and hope and joy. You'd see a bright face when they come to pick this. That is you extending love. I've seen love practically demonstrated by dad and mom. For the months I've been with them, they've done everything to make me comfortable. They've fed me, they've clothed me, they've housed me. The list is endless. Thank you, mom and dad. I've seen love through friends, through church, through the douses, with the generous support that I've given towards my expenses. As you all know, as I get back to Uganda, I'll not go home. I'll be in an hotel for 14 days. And if you had not generously given towards that, the government has public facilities for those who can't afford hotels. I would probably go and be in those facilities where there is no privacy, and that would not be good. Thank you for your generosity. Sitting back home, one would think we did nothing with threads of blessing, but we were busy with mom. We got to work on a, a disbursement, usually every year, around May, mom sends funds for pieces that have been sold. And I go through the 13 dioceses distributing funds and making sure each person has received and signed their money. So we have worked out this. As I go home, I'll go and distribute to 220 women. They are not aware that this is coming because they know that we are in a total lockdown. There's nothing happening. Some of them are not even doing the embroidery work because they think it's not going to work. 
And because of your generosity, this is going to be possible and bringing a smile on the face of the women. As I leave to go back, I just pray and ask that you continue with this love that you are exhibiting to your community and to the children of God elsewhere. I know you're not only in Uganda, you're doing this to other countries in the world. May God bless you all. As I end, I just want to sing this particular song that I've always sung. It's a chorus. It, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Allow me to do one more special thing. In Uganda, when someone has done something good for you, you do this. And I'm going to say thank you. A foyo in my language, which means thank you. Thank you, Christ Church. Thank you, Diocese of West Texas. Thank you, friends of Threads of Blessing. Thank you, Mom and Dad. May God bless you all.